Wahegi ka khalsa, Wahegi ki fateh. I'm your host, Gurinder Singh Johal. Um, this might be coming out a month late than it's supposed to. Apologies for that. We had a couple schedule um, difficulties, like I say, every single month. It's hard to kind of pinpoint a date that works for multiple people, um, believe it or not, especially for me, This uh, because you can tell again, I am back in my original room that I... Uh, I didn't start in this room, actually. I started in another room that moved into this room, and then I moved away for college, and then now I'm back into this room. Yeah, in this podcast, so these, like, less than two years, I moved into three different rooms. Um, so, yeah, I, as you can tell, I'm back home. Um, so that's been a process, and that was one of the reasons why uh, scheduling was a little bit uh, difficult for us this early this month. Um, but... I just want to say again, thank you everyone for the continuous support on the podcast. Um, without you, this podcast wouldn't keep going for, for as long as it's been uh, almost two years and a couple months here, which is uh, again, insane uh, to think that we're, we'll be wrapping up season two here shortly in a couple, in a couple episodes. Um, but last episode we were joined by, by a lot of guests. Um, that was very hard for me to kind of handle um but i'm happy that we were able to get it done um one of our best episodes today um i think i think everybody that was on there got a chance to kind of see what it was about and kind of give their own take and their own they enough people got enough time um to speak and that was my biggest fear for the last episode so again thank you to everybody that's watched that if you haven't um go check it out it, if you wonder what jmc is about jakarta movement chapters those are our collegiate um clubs uh at different various campuses across california um with school starting again if you're at one of these college campuses and you've not start, joined your jmc yet i don't know what to tell you you should go and find out uh <laughs> where your jmc is and kind of join um because for me my two years at davis even though my first year was online I think I met most of the people that I know now away from college through that. Um, and I think it was the best times for my college because I mean, other than that, I was kind of just studying for the most part. Um, so yeah, if you don't know your JMC or you haven't joined it yet, go find out. Um, but I'll stop talking now and kind of give our guests here a little bit time to speak and introduce themselves. Um, one of them is a returning guest. Uh, if you've if you've been paying attention every every episode, um, yes, Jessica is back. She was part of our uh, Nishan recap episode that we did earlier this year. Um, she was also my facilitator there. If you didn't know, which is basically partners for the for the weekend. Um, but Jessica, I'll let you reintroduce introduce yourself, and then I'll throw it to Jasmine and Simardeep to introduce themselves afterwards. Uh, yeah, for sure. Thank you for that intro. Um, just to, you know, start off, um, my name is Jessica Singh, and, um, you know, we're here for UNHUD, and so um, I am the director of editorial for UNHUD. Um, to give a little bit more background about myself, um, I graduated from UCLA last year. Um, I'm currently a master's student at Johns Hopkins. Um and uh, I believe uh, I got um, introduced to UNHUD about two years ago. So I've been with the magazine for about two years. Um, yeah, so 
I want to hand it off to Jasmine and Simmer. Thank you so much, Grindler, for having us here. Um, thank you for handing it off, Jessica. I am Jasmine Clore. I am one of the editors-in-chief of Unhud Magazine. Um, I graduated from UCLA, go Bruins. I did my master's in public policy at USC, and now I'm a current law student in my first year. And I'll hand it off to Simmer. Yeah, uh, I'm Simardeep, um, and I am also the other co-editor-in-chief of Unhead Magazine, and I go to uh, USC, go Trojans, and um, I have been a part of Unhead uh, ever since uh, Jasmine started it and initiated this project, and we have been working with her ever since. Thank you so much for introducing yourselves. Um, I kind of didn't introduce what the episode was going to be about. That's on me. Um, but thank you, Jessica, for always, you know, carrying me like you did on Sean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, this episode is very special because um, I was lucky enough to get the first issue beforehand and read it myself. Um, and for those, uh, let you guys kind of go into deeper what Unhub the magazine is and what it like basically what what you guys are the goal of the project is and how you guys came to do like basically work on it but for me I've been able to, I was lucky enough to kind of get the first issue um uh, and so I got a chance to read it I read the first article of the magazine and straight away I was like this is like this is nothing I've kind of read before seen before because Obviously, I've seen, I've, I've read sports magazines and different, like, other magazines. I see them, like, on the store or whatever, right? Or when you go to the dentist, you, you know, on the table, there's a bunch of, like, random, you know, magazines, sports, cars, and stuff like that. But Definitely. it's just, like, those, those are just, like, those are just, like, pictures. Um, pictures, and there's, like, for the most part from the magazines I've basically looked through or, like, basically picture magazines. Um, so focusing on, like, the pictures and the art and then having a little bit of writing, um, but I will like I will say that reading uh, reading this magazine or from what I did get the chance to get to read so far, it's like not only is the art art very highlighted and the and just on this full on display, but then like the writing as well takes it to a whole another level in terms of things that we don't kind of talk or like you've never seen these things. Um, and this like that that goes back to being like our Punjabi community. No one's ventured in this realm before so it's like that's also something that made me very happy when I did read it because I was like not only is somebody venturing into the space but they're doing a darn great job at it um so that's my first takeaways like I said from it and when for folks that um so I was able to pre-order the magazine um for anybody that watches this episode and wants to order a magazine do you guys want to share how they could go about ordering a magazine for themselves? Absolutely. Um, we'll first take a step back and go ahead and introduce the magazine a little bit yeah. more. Grinder, you've spoken so highly um, about it, and we're really, really thankful for that because um, people like you are kind of what help us keep going. So Unhud started as a vision of just increasing sick literacy when I was at UCLA. Um, Growing up in Los Angeles, I have a really good Sangat here. You know, I'm constantly engaged in the Punjabi school. Me and Summer 
you know, are involved in a lot of things sickly related. And so we grew up in this bubble where sick literacy was urged, you know, our Gurdwara went out of its way to make a sick library, um, you know, invite guest speakers, host amazing things. And that kind of pushed us to make this effort when we went to college and we went into other areas where the bubble kind of expanded and we realized sick literacy just isn't there. And it's not that people are ignorant to it, it's people don't have the time for it anymore with struggles of assimilation taking priority or just the fact of not even knowing what resources are there or being unable to read Punjabi and translate them and understand them. So seeing that need and that urge is kind of where Unhad came about. And so we are a student-run sick print multimedia magazine with a very huge focus on Sikhi only topics, history, theology, um, Kirtan, anything in that realm, anything that just go to helping people feel more connected with their guru and going up that path. Thank you. <laughs> I, I kind of jumped the bullet there. That's on me. But um, uh, I think, again, I kind of said it before, too, is just like it's space that hasn't been ventured by especially, you know, by students or like, you know, young folk like ourselves. Um, I mean, even this podcast kind of is something that is, you know, I do this, me and like a couple people, we do this. So it's like also student run and youth led. And the goal has always been to give youth a voice in, in matters that we don't have for some reason in our community. Um, and so this is, I mean, this is your guys' way of creating a platform and, you know, kudos to all you guys that have worked on it. And I saw the amount of people that were working on this and I'm just want to like say like, it's, it's hard enough for, <laughs> for, it's like, it's kind of overstated how like how hard things are to do. <laughs> I, think, I think it's just like even when I started this podcast, I was just like, oh, it's just going to be easy. I hit record and we talk. Little did, the, did I know that that's not how it works. Right. I have like it's so there's so much more work that goes into these things than we can possibly fathom. Um, but I just want again, it's like props to you, you all um, for working for however long you guys have to get to this point like you know it's taken you guys this long to get to your guys first issue so um we'll dive a little bit deeper into that but again before we get too much into like details and stuff like that i just want to make sure that people that would want to order a magazine kind of know how to do that before we continue so if uh, jessica or simmer or jasmine if one of you guys just want to kind of just give your guys quick pitch to where to go to head over to order a magazine anybody so <laughs> um so basically you can order the magazine on our instagram page anywhere um you just click every single post pretty much has the url in the caption but um if you want something to click just go to the bio um, and the link in the bio will have one really big box that says pre-order the magazine now. Awesome. And then I'll get that URL from you or I'll just copy it from your page and then I'll put it in the description. So if you're listening to this on YouTube or watching us on YouTube, hi, um, click on the description button, please. And use and utilize the, the 
URL there, and it'll take you straight to where you need to go to pre-order. Um, we'll also have it available on our website that's uh, launching and coming soon as well. So it's unhubmagazine.org. Okay. Um, so just uh, unhubmagazine.org, and on there will be a lot of the resources uh, that uh, should that will be available to everyone in uh, all across the globe. So if they if you if you're unable to uh, order a magazine and a bit unable to get like a print copy we will have digital copies available online we'll also have staff applications if people want to apply so our website is definitely going to be a very versatile resource and the link that uh is on the instagram also has a lot a lot of those um forms as well like staff uh, forms to join our next edition and also uh, the, the the digital copy will be put on it to it in uh, a little bit and we we also really want to stress accessibility as well so um the instead of just having a digital print so people can access it anywhere as opposed to pre-ordering it and having a print copy as well we'll also have an audio version available soon just want to listen to it maybe in the car ride or who are unable to read uh, the letters of the magazine are able to access the magazine as well and uh, also be a part of the uh, movement that we're trying to create. Yeah, and then also on the same page of accessibility, we also want to stress that it's completely free. So Unhub itself is also a nonprofit. Um, and so everything that we do, we want to make sure that, um, you know, ideally this, the fruits of our labor will be free in the future as well. Um, so definitely don't hesitate to pre-order. It's, it's definitely not like a, um, a money thing. So yeah, just wanted to emphasize that as well. Awesome. So I'll link both things, so the pre-order link and the link to the website. So in the future, if you're listening to this some year or a couple months later and the website is up by then, just click that and you'll be straight taken to there. Um, but I think um, it's awesome that you guys have already thought out, like oh, there will be a digital version in case somebody, you know, can't order physically, one physically to themselves. There'll be an audio version for those that maybe have trouble reading. Um, they, they're those, I mean, those are things that are unfortunately like a part of the world. And, you know, I, I myself know a couple folks that, you know, they have a hard time reading and for me when I was reading the the digital version when I got the, the first edition um seeing translations on there immediately for like you know when there's Gurbani added to the to the magazine um really helped myself because I'm not well versed in Gurmukhi um and really reading Punjabi in general so it's like for me that was one of the biggest things for me was like the accessibility part of like being unable to understand what I'm looking at um, and we can dive a little bit into that uh, this episode as well but I just want to again start from the beginning beginning before we dive into details um, Jasmine you've talked about this was kind of something that you thought of uh, <laughs> seems like a couple of years ago so I'll let you kind of answer this question about what was like so basically how did it come how come to be right how did you just like randomly you just thought like hey you know, this is something that we need. And then you started, you know, gathering people and sharing this idea to folks. And then how did it basically eventually become to where you guys actually solidified it? Like, okay, this is what we're going to be doing now. And, and then started, you know, step-by-step step going towards the actually creating a first edition. So kind of to preface a little bit uh, before I hand it off to Jasmine, 
uh, is that when when we me and Jasmine first went into college, we like we were very engrossed in Sikhitan, uh, Gurbani and uh, Gurbani definitions and knowing about a lot of Barneys. So going inside of uh, going inside of college and noticing the overall Sikh Sangat in different areas and how a lot of the stuff that we knew wasn't as common knowledge as we thought it was or as we were uh, taught uh, that it was. So that's when Jasmine and I, um, well, Jasmine mainly uh, had the idea or had the idea to start a movement in order to increase sick literacy. And I can hand it off to her to talk about that. So I think it kind of started up just growing up. Like, you, I don't know if you've heard about him, but the speech competition that happens like pretty much everywhere. Me and my brothers were a huge part um we did that every single year um since i was in second grade i think it became like a very big thing that my parents were really involved in and we were really involved in uh absolutely loved it um but during the research process my dad would have um all of his books open in front of him and i would be sitting with him while he was like reading these books and i was like and i would try and i was like dad this makes no sense and there were magazines he had with him as well that he specially got from India. He had like a lifetime subscription and he still gets them to this day. So that's kind of where the idea came from, where I wish I like grew up wishing that I could be able to read them as well, because when he read them out loud and then he explained them, they made so much sense. And as I grew older, I understood more and I was like, wow, like these are some really amazing things that people are out there talking about but I only understand them because my dad translates some for me and if I don't have my dad like there's no one else really who can kind of do that for me or for anyone else who got this kind of magazine and then when I went to college I started working on my college's magazine I you know I did a print article about like the RSS and all of that good stuff um and then being involved in that process and seeing how artists collaborated and how the team worked, I was like, I I really wanted to, you know, push that kind of edge forward because I felt like we didn't really have that, you know, we didn't have something that was like really catered to the youth, you know, college teens, people try to get college teens involved in Saki, but it's hard, but we didn't really have this kind of platforms for ourselves to research you know, illustrate, especially so many six and hour artists, and it's looked down upon by our parents and stuff like that. But there's a lot of energy where that can go to. Yeah. Yeah. And like, sorry. To no, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. On the ahead. flip side of that, it's really interesting being part of this, this magazine myself, because Jasmine and Simmer are very like, their upbringing was just engrossed in Sikhi, which is very like it's very unique and so being on the other side of that I mean I didn't really have necessarily like the same upbringing I knew how to read and write Punjabi but um kind of the sort of like sick literacy aspect of it was like missing from my life and so that's why even like just being part of this project I can like really come to appreciate um the effort that like Jasmine and Simmer have put forth because you know they didn't have to but I, I just being part of this project has led to like so much spiritual growth and learning I mean I feel like I started off from like 
step zero. Like I knew absolutely nothing. Even what I thought I knew, I didn't know. Like, you know, and I still don't know anything. That's not to say <laughs> that I've learned like, but I've I've learned so much in that process that um I and I think that a lot of our readers will will you know, come from a similar background in which, you know, some people either know how to read and write Punjabi, but then, you know, when do you get to actually use those skills or or learn how to use them? And like, um, you know, there there are people who are, you know, part of these, you're in the Gurdwara camps, these Khalsa camps, but again, it's just have, like, when you reach that, like, stage in your youth that, like, you're also sort of, like, you know, figuring out who you are and what you want to do, it's just like that sort of takes up your entire time and like we, you have to make space for seeking your life, right? And so part of like Unhub is just that that accessibility is not just to um as 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 just a resource um for sick youth, but it, we're trying to sort of show sick youth that it's 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 something that you can do on your own, you know? Um so part of our magazine is, you know, not just like uh, sort of showcasing Gurbani, but also um, having translations and transliteration so that people can read and write and, um, and, and sort of completely understand the Gurbani that they're reading. And so us, like, I don't know, like being part of that process, like I didn't really know how to go about like um, reading and writing Gurbani, but I've, I've learned a lot like in this process and so I know that that's like I, I feel like that's kind of like a misconception about our magazine is that like this all the staff like knows what they're doing and they know what they're talking about like I can say like from experience that I like knew absolutely nothing but I've learned so much in the process and I think that's what like our part of our mission is is just being able to help the youth do it themselves you know yeah uh, oh go ahead <laughs> Yeah, I was going to just second Jessica's point. It's like, even though me and Simmer have been able to kind of like push this effort into an idea, into like an active conception, that doesn't mean we're like, we know everything either. You know, we are constantly consulting at every step and Jessica knows this as well. We're constantly consulting our buzzards. Like, is this correct? Like, we're trying to read and then like my dad's sitting with me reading the translations and we're trying to figure it out. We've been on Zoom calls where my dad is like reading the books out loud and our entire editorial team is there and we're like, okay, so is this the best word to describe this? Are we really understanding this Gurbani line correctly for our readers? Um, and Jessica's played a huge role in that. Um, but going back to what you talked about, um, since we're talking about the beginnings of how all of this started, when you talked about had we like, you know, put any road bumps and all of that. We definitely had a lot in the beginning. Um, you know, when I started this, I definitely had no idea what I was doing. I had a plan. I kind of knew where we needed to go. Um, we need we needed writers, we needed artists, um, but we definitely had road bumps. Like, you know, every probably student organization has like, you know, individuals, you know, who have family things going on and have to leave midway. Or, you know, in the middle of realizing, hey, this isn't going to work. We have to restart everything. So Anna did take a lot of kickstarting. Um, and Jessica really played a really big role in that. So if you want to talk more about that. Yeah, I mean, so like the way that like I found out about Unhead is um, I think it was through your guys' Instagram page. And so I know that you guys were doing like a call for um, editors. And for me, I have had editorial um, experience in that 
Um, I was editor-in-chief of the undergraduate science journal at UCLA. So I kind of understood the logistics of just the different boards and like what goes into actually publishing a physical magazine. And so I think I was able to help with that. <laughs> um, I know that that's like one of the reasons why I got involved is like not just to learn about SickKey, but like I knew that I was I would be able to contribute like the editorial skills that I had in in this project. And so um, being able to use the skills that I have, you know, learned in other aspects of my life and to apply it and like be able to use it for community, that is something that means a lot to me. Um, but no, definitely like, you know, what Jasmine said, like there's just and there's just been like a lot of it's, it's just been like a huge learning experience, like from the conception of the magazine to, you know, what we're going to include in it to like holding a physical copy, like that entire process took so long. And just to be like at the end stages of our first copy, like our first edition is like, it kind of like blows my mind. Um, and it's still a learning experience. We're still learning. Like we're obviously like still starting up, but um, you know, Jasmine and Simmer can probably speak more to that. Yeah, definitely. Just to add, like, two more things before Grindr catches up with the, another it's question. Okay. You guys uh, can keep going. We, I, I started thinking about this idea my last year at UCLA, like, probably the winter, um, or, you know, January of 2020. Um, I remember, like, you know, I was in class, and I was, like, entirely bored of class, and I started making, I was like, oh, we had a Gourmet Singh edition, this is, this would have, and I still have all those Google Docs, I, like, saved them off my UCLA email, um, and I, we have them in the drive, and everything, to see, like, think about myself when I was, like, in Moore Hall, and, like, the library upstairs on the third floor, you know, making this, talking about it with everyone, to see, like, this entire team with Jessica and Simmer and Verveen and um, Amik and Mukul and all these amazing people who have pushed Unhud. We're all full-time students. And I think that's really important, like full-time students and working. Yeah. Uh, so Simmer can definitely speak a little bit more to that. Yeah. So uh, when uh, Jasmine first introduced the idea to me, uh, yeah, we were all we were all in college and we've definitely had a lot of difficulties um and as she mentioned roadblocks uh into coming to creating this magazine because we were students then and we're still students now uh and we um this was a, a very big like opportunity to um do uh this seva for um our community and talking about like uh, us as students we have a staff of like approximately 20 to 25 uh, people and most of them are students most of them have uh, full-time careers uh, many of our artists have full-time careers and uh, many of the students are still graduating and still um, progressing on um, and this definitely this whole process took took a lot of time to do and we're we're, we're definitely not pros uh, and as mentioned before we're still learning in the process yeah. yeah. And and just to like, you know, just the fact that like everyone's like a student, we're all like, you know, still young and learning. I mean, it's it's amazing because we would be nowhere without the community of people that we have in our org. Like the fact that we have such talented youth that are, you know, coming out and and they want to be part of this effort and they want to actively learn and, and engage. I think that's such a 
it's such a unique thing to see in this day and age as well. And it's definitely something that makes you more appreciative of like community. Um, you know, like, again, like everyone is a student, like people are making time in their lives to be a part of this project. And I think it makes it that much more special. Yeah, our staff has like amazing diversity too, which yeah. I think you know, as six, you think like, oh, everyone's sick. And that's kind of it. But there's a lot of diversity on our staff that makes Unhub feel amazing in its small little Zoom community. Mm -hmm. um, but for example, like Kamaldeep Singh, I'm, I'm sure if you got to the Galyug article, um, that artwork was done by Kamaldeep Singh um, Baji. He is amazing. He's an adult. He has children. He has a full-time job. Um, and, and from the made, UK. Yeah, and he lives in the UK. And he did such amazing artwork. And that artwork is actually done by paper. So I don't know if you want to take a look at it again, but it is not actually digitally drawn. It's construction paper cut up over and over again. Um, in their preschool, on our staff, she's a mom. She just gave birth to a beautiful boy, Kabir. Um, Jin you know, young professional, amazing, amazing people who are on our staff um, in completely different areas. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that's probably the least of talking in a while uh, in an episode. So if you if just to the listeners, if you if you enjoy me talking, there's 19 other episodes for where I talk a lot. <laughs> so I preference this episode when I started that I will not be talking as much as I usually do. So if you miss my voice, um, We'll listen to another episode after this and you'll hear my voice a lot but um i just want to say again it's just there's so much to unpack there and um i just want to start off with the one thing is just saying that like like jasmine you said that artists are we're not allowed creative freedom to artists in our community um i mean i had i mean this um, in some for is an art and then even you know going further into it i we i even did an episode with a couple folks from Berkeley who you know have an initiative where they kind of bring artists and they allow artists to have a platform to share their art to share you know their backgrounds their stories um and really just give to just give them these artists that might not have like support from you know their family or from from behind them to give them some sort of outside support and love to you know just to show that like hey like your artwork is appreciated your artwork is seen by a lot of folks as a very cool very amazing so that's i just i think that's very awesome of you guys as well to allow artists to have a platform to also have a place where they can have their artwork as well um you know displayed in issues where you know in a magazine albeit that maybe the magazines it's like you know there's words but there's also art to kind of give the artist a feel of like hey you know my art's also reaching people um, because I mean, I've always heard that like art for some people is a retreat from, you know, might be just be their, their hobby to get away from things, you know, maybe if this life is too stressful for them, they, you know, sit down, start drawing or start doing something. And that's just their release, natural release. And to say that that's like looked down upon, like, I know that's so absurd to say, um, but it is true. Right. So I just want to say again, thank you for that. Um, and then also, I just want to talk about how you guys talked about the like your staff, how many people are working, full time students as well as working uh, on this project for as long as you guys have, you know, individually. Um, 
it just goes to show that if you're very passionate about something, start somewhere. Um, please um, don't don't wait until maybe you don't have like physical time on your hands anymore and you regret not being to even start or work on something. Please, if you have an idea or you have something that you want to work on, please do it um, with the minimum time that you think you have. Because I, I mean, school is always going to be there. Work's always going to be there. But things that you kind of want to do yourself, like, you know, to help others and also help yourself. Uh, maybe, you know, working that process might help you through, through some things. Please do it. Don't hold yourself back. Um, that's my, um, my advice in terms of that. Because, again, I started this podcast a year and a half ago now. Um, I had to start somewhere, right? I didn't know have I have I had no idea what I was doing. I still have no idea what I'm doing, right? That self humbling that Jessica did to herself, I did. I'm doing to myself now is like, even though I'm here sitting in front of you, like hosting this podcast, doing a podcast, having almost 20 episodes, I still have no idea what I'm doing. I'm doing right. So, <laughs> um, to say that like I have all the answers to what you know before we even started like my zoom crashed and I'm just like I don't know what to do here now so I was just like I booted it back up and prayed so it's just like you just you just have to roll with the punches right um and I'm just glad that you guys even though you guys had some hiccups along the road didn't you know didn't let that phase you guys one bit and you guys just kept going forward um but I want to jump forward into the talking about the first edition itself um I right now have it open as well so just to like kind of go back and look at it um was there like a central theme that you guys kind of wanted to work on uh was there a theme uh, jasmine maybe because this this was something again you kind of first had the idea for so maybe you can kind of start first and then jessica and somewhere you guys can add in afterwards but um was there like a central theme that you had in mind for the first edition or did you just basically just be like this is where i'm gonna start and then we'll just add from there or, but I will hand it over to you and kind of talk about how that came to be. Um, well, when we first started, I will say that the time edition is, you know, it can start off as a dense read. The contents in there are um, amazing topics, but, you know, we could have started a bit smaller um, in terms of a little bit of a lighter kind of read with the foundations. However, the time edition was originally chosen by the original staff of UnHUD, like the couple of people who were interested. We had a list of themes that we had. I don't remember all of them entirely at this moment right now, but we talked about each of them. There was probably a list of five or six of them, and in one of them, we picked time. And that was before the farmers' protests or really anything had happened, and um, as we continued to work on the theme of time, we realized how relevant it was to everything that was happening in Punjab and India, in the world, um, and even in the U.S. So all of the articles in the Time Edition complement uh, that theme of time, which Simmer can talk a little bit about the table of contents. Yeah, definitely. So our uh, table of contents is kind of organized in a way that uh, reflects a moving clock. So in the sense that in the beginning, we have, uh, if you read a little bit of the beginning, it talks about the formation and the creation of the universe in Sikhi and how our man came to be 
how our atma came to be, how how basically how everything was created. And then you kind of go out go into how the the man was corrupted and uh, the man uh, fell into Kamkrod Lob Mohankar, the five vices. And then there there's the article about um uh Amritvela and then you know those articles that go into how to improve the man and how to get back uh, on track and it kind of goes in a circle um and you see throughout the all the articles as well there's this general theme of uh if you go to the four pairs of a, a human life um you see there's a general theme of like there's a starting point and there's an end point where you go through four pairs of the night talking about how the man uh was corrupted and then it, and how to fix that there's the june's article uh talking about how if if you don't fix this or if you don't put your man or yourself on the right track in this life um how you will fall into this trap of the chirasila june and there's there's uh there's another article about gurnanak devji so starting from our first guru um and kind of reflecting the beginning uh, theme as well so all these articles uh, you'll see have to have that general overarching theme that talk about a beginning and then uh, have uh, of course an end or solution to the problem that we address yeah and it's it's been like really interesting to see how just the concept of like time is honest is divinely like illustrated in our growth like there's so many different concepts and so many like intricacies that are actually very applicable like to your own life so like just in you know the articles that like we've written about like you know like Amrit Vela and and the Junes like there are so many things that you can learn about like not just like theoretically in terms of like um you know the, the five vices and like oh you know i should put myself on a better path be a better person but there are so like so many small steps that you can take in your life to you know better align yourself like with your guru like for example in our like amritvela article we talk about you know how tough it can be like for today's youth especially in the diaspora where we are you know facing the pressures of capitalism and and neoliberalism and these are things that have a direct impact on how we live our lives but then putting it into perspective in that like we have such a short lifetime here on earth why are we doing what we're doing what are we doing what we're doing for you know i think that's definitely something that this issue made me think about um in that it highlighted just how short and how fleeting you know our our human lifetimes are on this earth and so you know being able to connect back to the diaspora in each of these themes and talk about just how these concepts apply to like our everyday lives i think that was definitely something that was important um when we were going about putting this magazine together is just like um you know we understand how hard life can be and you know even as like students like not everyone has the capability to like you know wake up at four in the morning for amitvela and like you know these are things that we talk about and we acknowledge in this magazine and just i think that's definitely something that's been important to um connecting to the youth because we can talk about these concepts like you know time and amritvela and the trasilak junes and the way that they're illustrated in the granth but being able to connect that back to our lives as we you know as we live and as we breathe i think um that's something that was like super important 
definitely like I think for me the magazine has kind of been in that same realm that Jessica's been talking about I learned a lot more and I don't know how that's impacted me and I'm sure like I'm still kind of the work like a horrible person but being a part of Anahud makes me think about God a lot more during the day yeah. and what I'm doing and I know more and I I know how to connect that all back to the goal that I need to do and you know um I think that just in throughout my day being more conscious of a creator up there and a and a and knowing that my actions are, you know, accountable to someone, a being, a force out there, um, makes me slightly a better person than I was before. And I, and I'll take that. Yeah, no, definitely. Even like just learning about the five vices, for example, you know, as you go through like your day, or as as I went through my days, you know, like, it, it just makes you think that much more that like, oh, like, you know, I'm having this bad thought in my mind, you know, this is this is my ego, like just being more conscious about like, oh, like, you know, recognizing even the five vices in, in your life and, and the role that you play in encouraging them into your life. I think that's something that I got after after being part of this project. It's I really second that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I um. I just think of, because it's again it's it's I'm looking at the table of contents and I'm kind of now seeing that everything has like it's clicking <laughs> I'm not gonna lie because like when when Simmer when you were breaking it all down I was like I was like every single one you were kind of talking about I was following along because I, I had the table of contents open and I was just like that makes so much sense now so it's just like it's super cool to just like be like that's how everything's broken down um and i I had i had mentioned this before we had started um because again you guys had said that i was one of the first people to kind of outside your guys's you know staff to see the uh magazine in its fullest uh and so i was giving a little bit of my you know what i thought my thoughts of it and i had said that like even though it's it's there's a theme of time amongst the entire magazine each article really gives its its its, its uniqueness and it's given its un- uniqueness and it's like given the ability to stand out which is um done through you know the colors and the background of the pages or the art style or the writing style or, or the way the way like the layout of the words maybe it's on the left hand side or it's like scattered around that's like I would do, out of the couple art- articles that I glanced through or sections I glanced through it was like I was able to kind of pick that up very easily and it was also given me like it was giving me in behind my mind already it was like okay this is like okay this is a new article or this is a new section of the of the magazine it's like it's not continuous right so I think that's also it's like the fact that each section has like a beginning and the end to kind of because of the time you know the concept of time and the theme of time it's it's also cool to see that each section and article was given its own time to kind of shine within the magazine because I mean and I because I'm looking at the table of contents there's nine articles so it's very easy to kind of see that everything is just been packed into one but once you kind of go through the magazine itself you start to you start to see the differences between them um, which was something that I again I I picked up on pretty like pretty early on but that was also something I wanted to talk to you guys about um because that is again one of the first things that stood out to me is like 
how did you guys come to like work? I mean, obviously this is probably going to be like other staff members probably worked on this aspect as well, but how did you guys come to being like, okay, how do we differentiate it? How do we make each article unique to its own self? How do we like stray away from it just being like a, you know, a textbook where everything's just written and it's just writing, 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 and there's like no breaking of it other than having like a page break or something like that. Like, how did you guys work with the artists and how do you guys work with the layout to kind of make that a subtle um, thing and not just having like, you know, being like, oh, this is the end of this one, continue to the next. So we just want to give a huge shout out to like the layout that you see, the colors you see, the placement of everything, like some vectors or lines that you see in that. We want to give a huge shout out to uh, Mopo, uh, our um, our uh, our director of layout, director of layout, <laughs> uh, who like who was who's in control of the entire process of where everything goes and how everything should be placed, what colors we should use. And his experience was extremely useful in uh, creating the layout of the magazine because the way you see it right now um, was the vision he had in his eyes and the vision we had. Um, and that's why, that's why it became so subtle. And in terms of like the art and how the art is kind of um, unique to uh, the each article and how, uh, how it kind of changes is that each article was assigned to a group, like each topic, we had subtopics in our uh, theme of time, and each subtopic was assigned to a writer. And after we had the writers write their article, we reached out to the artists uh, through social media, and we had a meeting together in which we designated, oh, so this section, this page mainly talks about this concept or this is a key uh, image that you get in your mind while reading this article. So why not uh, print it out and put it on the page for the, to, to go along with the article in itself. So in that way, we were able to create page by page material or even two page spreads um, that would go um, and be a part of the article itself. And I, I, again, before we continue, I just want to also say, so how did you guys kind of jigsaw together the articles to match what you guys find? Like the table of contents, like it's got to be set up in the way that it is now for a reason. And I mm -hmm. just want to like, I'm picking at your guys' brains now for this because, you know, this is very, this is not something that a normal person would look at, but I'm not normal. So it's just like when I saw the table of contents, I was just like, there had to be some discussion. There had to be some thinking of like, all right, this article comes first, this one's second, this one has to follow up after this. So how did, walk me through that process a little bit. Yeah, so uh, kind of like um, the, the piecing of the, uh, the, uh, all the articles in, in, in itself uh, was based on kind of the overall theme they gave in the sense that like going back on what I said before, um, we like the beginning article talks about the creation of the universe and how uh, how everything was created and how we came to be, how our mind came to be. So that was uh, in, in our sense that that felt like a logical beginning. So you're starting, you're introducing the concept of Paramatma. What is Paramatma? Um, as much as we can describe them, of course. Um, uh, like why do we uh, pray to a Paramatma? How do miracles happen? All all of those questions are answered in the uh, first uh, three-ish articles. So if you see 
the table of contents, the hunt for higher consciousness, month's misfortune, the central dogma of Sikhim. So the hunt for higher consciousness um, is when we go back in time and we see uh, like how this universe was created in, in Sikhi. Mun's misfortune, what happens for a month? How does our month come down to earth? Why does it come down to earth? And then the central dogma of Sikhi in the sense that, well, now our month is on the earth. It's been polluted. How do we get back up? Uh, what are uh, how, how do I answer those questions? So it's just, it's kind of like a question answer type of thing uh, where uh, it's like, how did this happen? Then an answer uh, results. And of course, the uh, the next article, the the Amrit Villa article, the four stages of the human June, uh, and then we go into uh, the Junes itself. So this uh, the six circadian rhythm is the next in the table of contents where we talk about Amrit Villa. So the time in the morning, and that felt like the most logical uh, article to have next because of course the morning time and uh, talking about Amrit Villa and Kirtan in itself. Then, then you see that the next two articles are in the four stages of the human June. So four stages of the human June, worm, fish, snake, human. Um, so life, you know, your timeline on Earth and then after death and then talking about the timeline of the entire planet. Right. Um, and then there's a Saki kind of added to that. And then at the end, we have um, something about Gurunanak Devji you know, what was really happening on Earth. Everyone knows him as a revolutionary, but what was really happening on Earth at that time that he came? Like, what did he really change during that time? Was it really, like, people think Donald Trump is very bad or Aurangzeb was really bad, but Guru Nanak Dev Ji's time was a lot worse. It was incredibly worse. And we talk about that. Rajbir Singh, a writer for Unhad, does an amazing job in that article. Yeah, um, I get like I said, it was just it, I saw the table of contents, and then when Simmer, when you just kind of broke it down before, I it kind of made more sense to me, and so I was just very intrigued of like how, like, you know, because you guys have to have had some thought of like how you guys wanted to set it up, right? You guys didn't just take nine articles and just you know put them in a random generator and put them all together, right? So that's why I, I that's why I asked that because I was just interested in like intrigued with that, you know, that process because. I know because I, I mean I think I've been in those processes before when you have a bunch of different things and you, you're just like how do we kind of put them in line and that like that conversation to have like how do we put these like what's you know what's more important or like how do we put this one first does it you know work into like transitioning from this article to this article like I think that's just like a very daunting process not saying like the entire it definitely article. is we've had <laughs> I mean, and it's not even just the table of contents. It's the other things that go in the magazine. For example, um, Jessica's, Jessica, definitely talk more about this. But if you go to, let's just say page 10, um, where the first Shabbat on the top starts, Apine ap sajio, apine There's a lot of things included in that Shabbat that I'm going to hand it off to Jessica to talk about translations and all of that. Yeah, I mean, just as hard as the layout process has been, I'd say the editorial process, and this goes for like the entire board, which has been part of this process. Um, it's been really interesting because um, I think when you go about, um, especially like here in the diaspora, looking for resources and access and you know accessibility to resources when it comes to Gurbani, it's kind of hard because there's there's just 
um, an aspect of like, I guess you could say like um, the resources that we have access to here are sort of like through the lens of like colonization. So like there's a lot of like thought that went into the editorial process that we developed in that, um, you know, like for example, you, you go on um, any kind of website that, you know, it, it tries to like, it translates Gurbani and you have um, the concept of like Brahmatma is always connected to the pronouns he, him, but that doesn't make sense in Sikhi because Brahmatma is this energy that is beyond gender and, and beyond just the confines of he, him, his, right? And so, you know, for example, in, in so in Unhud, what we've tried to do is we go, um, we, we don't describe Brahmatma using those pronouns and we, we've sort of tried to, I guess, decolonize our, um, our attempt at understanding Sikhi. And it's, it's interesting because it's sort of, you have to strike a balance, right? Because we are like a diasporic magazine, you have to keep it relatable in that um, there's obviously like a certain amount of like um, explaining through a Western lens that needs to happen because we have been brought up in the Western sphere. But then again, you have to be able to separate um, sick concepts from that Western lens when you're explaining and, and I guess like that's been that's kind of just been like one of the main like things that we've sort of like struggled with as well um, is just decolonizing our our understanding of Sikhi. And that's hard, especially because there are so many words and concepts in Gurbani that are so hard to translate and, and explain in English, just because I feel like I think English is like, honestly, a more primitive language compared to like you know, um, a Gurbani and Gurmukhi. And it's, so it's like hard to like carry those concepts over, but it's something that we have to do because again, our, our mission is accessibility um, to the diaspora. But um, it's been interesting. So like, you know, part of that is just like, get, like straying away from the pronouns and then just um, straying away from Christian terminology as well. You'll see that a lot of Western translations um, that we access use you know our lord and savior you know and that just reminds me of like our lord and savior like jesus christ not like our lord and savior why guru right like so then a whole part of you know our process is just um sort of straying away from that western christian terminology and and trying to understand what brahmatma is from just the raw gurbani and so then you know, again, this this is something that like, you know, Jasmine and Simmer and I and and the entire, you know, board has contributed to like these translations. We we have translations where we are we translated each and every word that we thought was important to the lines of Gurbani that we've included, such that in the future, like our goal is that the reader is able to recognize these individual words and is able to piece together what Gurbani means by themselves. So, you know, taking the sort of building blocks from our magazine and then being able to apply it as you're reading Gurbani, I think that's definitely one of the biggest goals in what we're doing is again, just trying to hammer in that message that this can be done. Like you can understand Gurbani by yourself and we are just trying to help in that process.
And kind of building off that as well, uh, the um, well, what we really, what we really want to emphasize is like that individual word by word definition, um, because I um, recall that that idea came about when uh, Jasmine and I uh, recall um, when we used to learn shabads or like the uh, when we used to learn kirtan, we used to have our uh, kirtan teacher go through the shabad individually, uh, line by line and word by word. And we would write down those words. And then after a certain while, after taking notes, after seeing those words appear, uh, we we started to notice patterns in other um, uh, sentences in Gurbani and other, uh, other places in Gurbani. And starting to piece those together, we started to form this like acknowledgement, like, hey, oh, I know what that means. I kind of get what that's where that's going. And um, based on my limited um knowledge of Punjabi and my limited knowledge of uh, Gurmukhi, I can kind of see like the general message that this line is uh, trying to say. So that was really important to us to include uh, in the magazine because, again, uh, our magazine, uh, what we want to do is not only teach, but encourage that learning and encourage that thought process in other um, others as well. Yeah, I mean, Anhad is not the correct way. Anhad is not um, the one definitive source or anything like that. We are just a tool out of the many that people, you know, for example, think of like Kalas Foundation or people, you know, making Sikhi to the max and the Sikhi on the iPhone. These amazing initiatives out there, um, you know, Brave Lion Books, who's making sick books, um, for kids that are like representative of the Sikh identity with Shabads in them. All of these amazing, amazing projects out there, you know, serve as tools and resources that we can just encourage each other to help engage in Sikhi. You know, none of them are the correct or the one definitive thing to do, but there, there's like this bank of amazing tools that people just need to reach into and, you know, look at. Yeah. And like that being said, so then, you know, as you're going through the magazine, for those of you who are listening, I urge you to be a little bit more interactive with the magazine You need to take notes and, and you know, maybe like start a journal like it, it definitely helps um, to sort of I, I know for us like um, it, repetition was key just reading the same line over and over and trying to like understand okay this is what this word means in this particular line or you know I, I can recognize a different version of this word in another place in the art or in the magazine and so just being proactive while you're reading I think that is definitely something um, that will help yeah, and kind of going off what Jasmine said earlier about Unhead Magazine being a tool and uh, us trying to help um, everybody have access to this material. Another one of our goals I wanted to mention was in, in terms of expanding Unhead, of course, this is uh, much far in the future, but in terms of expanding Unhead into different multimedia sources, um, which is why uh, we call ourselves a uh, multimedia magazine. magazine. Uh, and so one of the examples would be that a lot of us remember uh, TV shows from our youth, um, cartoon shows, I guess. Dora would be one. Uh, SpongeBob would be another. Like when we when we hear those, we, we know what we're talking about. Um, but uh, sick youth uh, could benefit from having a cartoon uh, that includes sick 
uh, Sikh representation uh, where they the, where they can see that oh that's a Sikh uh, and they, and if it's a memorable cartoon they'll talk about it in the future. Uh, having if you look at the Kalyug uh, article, um, the one about uh, uh, how Kalyug and the Sakhi about Guru Nanak Dev Ji uh, towards the end. You'll see that uh, I think the uh, in the table of contents, if you want to reference it, it's called Kalyug's uh, Promise, and it, the the goal of that what that article was to create a comic book like uh, feel to the uh, to the text that was uh, with it, so you can kind of see the progression of the artwork and how it relates to the text as well, and hopefully in the future we can. Uh, go more into depth into creating a more picture picturesque uh, type of uh, small uh, booklet. No, I, I mean, I think, um, I mean, every, I mean, you guys have done my job, I think for me, uh, because one of the uh, next questions I kind of did have was like the translation part, um, but you it just already answered it. So um, I honestly have no more questions, but I do want to just, you know kind of unpack what we just talked about um the translation part real quickly i think uh jessica we kind of talked a little bit about that at, at little car this past summer um talking about i the, i mean we had a um if you listen to that that episode um a couple of the facilitators or participants as well talked about this but we had an activity where um we translated a you know lines of Gurmukhi, right um, of a shabbat uh and it was open inter- interpretation there was like it, you'll be you're basically given like this word bank like type situation and it was up to you to kind of figure out and write together what your translation is um because again a lot of the translation um uh i think devices or whatever platforms you want to use kind of do fall into that trap of using he, him, or, you know, objective, like not a job, but like genderifying, you know, why you in God. So it's just like, that doesn't really mean make sense because it's like, how can you genderify something that, you know, is so above everything that like gender comes like so, so far along from that, like even thinking about those two things being related to one another uh, I mean, I think that was one of the first things like when when I was learning how to, you know, run the activity that day of um, was that was it's like so many translation platforms out there have this notion of of basically taking a shortcut. You know, it, it sucks that they are doing it, but it's basically essentially taking a shortcut instead of, you know, finding actual words in English to kind of find the actual meaning because just like you alluded to it. It's not, it's not a one-for-one. One. You can't translate Punjabi, how it's written, into an English sentence because it won't make sense to you because sometimes, like, the mean, like the beginning of the sentence in Punjabi is usually, like, the beginning of an English sentence but it's the ending of a Punjabi sentence. So it's like you don't, you won't get a one-for-one one most likely when you're translating English to Punjabi or Punjabi to English. Like, it just won't happen. So the fact that, like, those shortcuts are, are taken kind of cheats people that are actually you know trying to find a tool to understand Sikhi and they need those tools to kind of understand them but they're learning from you know a tool that 
kind of is skewed to being like a shortcut or not being like absolutely you know beneficial to you mm-hmm. um and allowing you to have an absolute open mind when you're learning um because i think that's key <laughs> i think if you don't have an open mind when you're learning um I don't know if you're actual learning because if you have a closed mind in learning, you're just going to take whatever you think is right. And that's only what you're going to take away from it because you're like, okay, everything else is wrong. So that's how the way I'm thinking, um, which is incorrect. I hope that's not how people learn. <laughs> um, but I, I really uh, enjoyed that discussion. And I was going to actually ask you that, but you already talked about that. <laughs> So, well, just to chime in a little yeah. bit about what you just mentioned right now, I mean, it, it's a shortcut, but honestly, like, if you want to talk about the Western lens in, in Sikhi, like, it, it limits your path to liberation. If you're just thinking about Paramatma as, like, you know, this, you know, just old man sitting in the clouds, you know, again, just male, he, him, everything like that, like, you fail to recognize that, like, in Sikhi, for example, like, Paramatma is just everything around you all at once you know that's an idea that you wouldn't understand if you're if if the gurbani that you're reading and the lines and the translations that you're reading are constantly repeating in your head that he will save you he does this he does that like it it limits your idea of uh, of it limits your concepts of of like what you know sikhi is and and the different like ideas that are illustrated in sikhi and so that's definitely something that it's the reason why we took the approach that we did. Yeah, and kind of building off that is that um, when we talk about Paramatma, and, and this question is also answered in, if you go to the uh, first uh, 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 first article in the Hunt for Higher Consciousness, uh, it's it would be on page eight once once you once people get the magazine or the digital print. Um, we, we have these questions like, how can God exist in every living and non-living entity? Or why do people say that God is always with me or around me or taking care of me? Um, even though I can't see God and how is it that God can, uh, Paramatma can do all these uh, miracles like uh, cure an uncurable cancer. And so we go into how this concept of Paramatma is not just this person or this, uh, uh, the, this one singularity. It's more like the reason we say Paramatma is everywhere is because he, uh, because Paramatma literally is um, in every atom and every uh, molecule and uh, down to the subatomic particles um, and everything in the universe. So uh, definitely, if if that's a thought that comes into uh, your mind or uh, any of the readers' minds or the, any of the listeners' mind, I definitely uh, implore them, I guess, to uh, read this article and get into uh, to understand how Paramatma is literally everything. And if they have more questions, let us know. Um, you know, we're that's another big thing that we want to emphasize um, with the magazine is we definitely encourage people to leave a review. Like that is a really, really big thing for us, you know, to get their feedback. Like even if it's like, hey, I think you should add a comma on page 10 in line two or whatever, or even something as, you know, this I think is completely garbage or it's, hey, your article made me think of five other questions and now I'm lost just tell us, let us know, because um, we'll implement that. We'll add that in our next edition. We'll, cons- we'll, you know, make sure that if we can't answer it, we give you the resource to go out and answer it um, mm-hmm. in a way that's feasible and accessible for you. 
Yeah, we'd love to hear like just anything that you guys think of, like anything that pops into your head when you're reading this, because we've been again, like we've been doing this for two years. So like for us, like we've kind of just wrapped our heads around these concepts as we're writing them. But if it makes like, you know, our readers like think of, you know, what what, what does this mean? Like, I, I'm wondering like X, Y, Z, you're, you know, this article made me think like we would love to hear from you guys, not just like on like a magazine level, like feedback, but just like just as students like you know what does it make you think of what have you learned we'd love to hear that um i again i think i think that's again if you are going to leave a review and your review is that this is garbage um try explaining yourself because i feel like people have it so easy these days to just kind of say that something's garbage and then keep it moving um without actually elaborating or being called out on um definitely constructive criticism yeah i was i mean i've i've had my fair share of constructive criticism thrown my way um even though i've had to pull the constructive part out (laughs) after being you know told that you know the podcast is not as good as it could be or it can be Uh, and then i you know ask those those folks to kind of elaborate what they try to mean and then they don't know what they're talking about and then i'm just like okay you just had nothing else to say and just wanted to kind of trash somebody else for trying to do something right so again if you do have if you have criticism make it constructive don't just try to take the cop out way and just you know throw your two cents in in someone's direction and keep them moving because you know words can be hurtful (laughs) not gonna lie um so yeah that's that's all i would say um and i think that i mean we've we've been talking for I think over an hour now and again I just want to say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your guys' busy days again like I said we've had to postpone this a couple of times which you know it happens uh everybody is on busy schedules especially with like you know new school year starting up um so again apologies for this episode being a little bit late to our audience and our listeners but um at least you know we're making this episode happen you know if I wasn't doing this, you would never have an episode like this. So <laughs> it's just, you know, it's it's crazy for me to still think that this is, you know, 20 episodes in. Um, I had no idea what I was doing episode one. I still have no idea what I'm doing this episode. Uh, <laughs> um, but I just want to say again, shout out to everybody that listens, um, who supports us on all platforms. Um, from those folks that are listening from Belgium, thank you for keep listening to our every episode that comes out for folks from UK, Ireland. Um, again, thank you so much. I don't know how you found this podcast from some guy from Sacramento. Um, it blows my mind that people from across the world are, you know, listening every single week or every single time we have a new episode. So it's just, again, it blows my mind that somebody from like my, myself, some random person from Sacramento, you take time out of your days to listen to me so thank you so much and now i you know i, I ask all of you to take some more time out of your guys's you know you know days and pre-order this magazine so you can have it and read it or look at you know read the digital version of the of the magazine by clicking the link in the description once it's up there um but yeah other than that if you guys have any other closing remarks before we i wrap this up um no thank you so much Grindler, for having us here really quick i do want to emphasize two things um our email is support at unhudmagazine.org 
So please reach out to us anytime with any concerns, questions, inquiry, um, or just tell us how your day is going and we'll be happy to talk to you. But the other really big thing is that I want to do a huge shout out to UNHUD staff, um, Jessica, Mukul, Amik, Ravin, um, all of our writers, Rajbir, uh, Inderjeet, Anmol, our artists, Inderbreed, Gamaldeep, uh, Baji, Rabjot, Michelangelo, Singh, uh, Jazz, Aman, and especially our photographer for this issue, the Jaskaran Singh, um, who's been doing all of the photography for the protest. Um, many of everybody I'm sure knows him at this point. He's taken some brilliant images, but he took some incredible pictures for Unhug only for our magazine. Um, and we're, we're really, really thankful to him. Uh, other people, Gurdeep, Saj, Simran, we have a really amazing team and we're, we're really proud of everyone and thankful because we couldn't have gotten this far without them. Absolutely. And honestly, if, if you reading this or, you know, listening to this, if you want to join, we would love to expand our Sangat. Again, this is just, you know, project. We definitely, we're learning as you guys are learning. And if you want to join, like we would be more than happy to expand our, um, our team. Sure, you have anything to say or? <laughs> I don't no, want to put you on the spot. If you have nothing to say, that's totally fine. We've, we've spoken for, you know, over an hour. So, uh, No, it's okay. Uh, just to reiterate, we, um, have, uh, we're really grateful to our team and we're really grateful to you for having us today here um, on this podcast. So, yeah, thank you. No, I mean, again, thank you to you guys. Um, I mean, giving so much perspective. I think this, again, I think this will be, the least amount of time I've talked on an episode. So, I mean, I'm more than happy with that. Like, I don't, I honestly don't mind uh, not speaking because honestly, I don't want to let you guys have the floor for this episode. And you guys shared so much and there's probably so much that we could have still even shared even more. Um, so, you know, in the future, maybe on the second edition, we'll, you know, circle back and come back again. But um for that, again, I'm going to say that uh, hopefully this is out. I'm, I'm hoping that this is out at the end of September sometime. So we still do have a September episode and then in October. And then season two will be wrapping up here in a couple episodes. Um, and then from there, we'll see what happens. I have no idea what's in, in store for the podcast from there from that point on. But again, thank you to everybody for listening. If you're on uh, YouTube, please like the video. It helps us you know, reach people that maybe are not reaching it or I don't have reach out to them, uh, you know, share it with friends, share it with family that you think that might, you know, benefit. We have so many episodes ranging from alcoholism and Punjabi community, which is something that's not talked often about. We have um, talking about college students and, and the, you know, the emotional baggage that comes with that. You know, that's, it's not easy for folks that go to college in the Punjabi community and how they deal with those things. So there's a plethora, I mean, mental health, there's a couple episodes on that too. So just reach out and, you know, explore our channel and again, explore on how the magazine and pre-order it right now in the link in the description. But without that, I'm just going to say, why are you going to call us? Why are you going to call us?